Welcome to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander, the crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet, all hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Welcome back to What's Hot Harlem America, and I really mean that, with G. Keith Alexander. And wherever you are in the world, I appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem America. Today in the What's Hot Spotlight is the 52nd Annual African American Day Parade. Its mission is to highlight African American culture, heritage, and unity, showcase the best and brightest of our community, and commemorate the legacy of our ancestors. So it's my distinct honor and pleasure to say that the 52nd African American Day Parade is What's Hot. And here to tell us all about this exciting, legendary event is its chairman, Yusuf Hassan, and board member, Kamaria Buchanan. Welcome. Welcome, and I really mean that, to What's Hot Harlem America. Um, so uh, let's start with you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Yusuf, tell us uh, a little bit about the background of your getting with the African-American Day Parade. I know you're not uh, 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 new to it. You've been with them for about 40 years. So tell us a little bit about your history. Thank you, G. Keith, for having us um, to share about African-American Day Parade on your prestigious platform. Uh, First of all, I just want to thank all of those who have worked with us throughout the years to make this parade successful. Um, I began this journey uh, as a young man in my early 20s. um, In 1979. And in 1980, I had an opportunity after we had a a issue with um, Sinem Hospital. when they tried to close that hospital, I had a chance to meet um, Mr. Abe Snyder. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abe Snyder was the chairman of the African-American Day Parade at that time and um, one of the founding members. And uh, after the takeover, we had an opportunity to communicate and talk. And he said, uh, Yusef, I would like for you to join the board of African-American Day Parade, uh, continuing the legacy of this great organization. And so from that day on, I was a part of the parade and uh, never missed a meeting, or very few I ever missed, uh, because I thought it was so important that we as African-Americans understand that um, mm-hmm. Harlem is our home. And African-American Day Parade is an institution that has been established by some great, great personnel, 13 members founding members, men and women, established this parade after the death of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in the Civil Rights Movement. And we want to make sure that we secure this parade for years to come. So I'm honored uh, that they allowed me to work with them and go out in the street and make sure this parade happened on the levels that it, it has grown to to this day. So you have uh, missed very few days in 40 years. Incredible. And uh, when did you rise to the position of chairman? Well, after a lot of uh, struggle back and forth of um, 
you know, sometimes, you know, people allow us to, you know, use their facilities to meet and, and organize. But uh, at a certain point, Abe Snyder began to get a kind of little weak in his age. Uh, and he's still my champion emeritus, no doubt about it. So in 2013, um, he asked me uh, and my uh, other uh, good brother, who have worked with us so many years as I have, uh, Mr. Melvin Muhammad, who's the head of security for us at the parade, uh, to take over and work the parade. And I got together with his family, uh, his wife and his children and grandchildren. And uh, we had an opportunity um, to continue this in 2013. And I've been the chairman since uh, 2013 of the African American Day Parade. And uh, so a little bit of background on, on, on you, um, you're, you're born in Harlem? No, I was not born in Harlem. Um, to be truthful, I was born in a house um, in the state, great state of Alabama uh, in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And um, it was unfortunate that my mother hadn't had the opportunity to get to a hospital, so uh, wasn't unavailable at that time, so I was born by midwife, um, and I'm grateful that to be here today and to be a part of this great movement. Uh, my family, my my mother, and my um, father, uh, who was a Vietnam veteran at that time, had an opportunity to go to California or New York in 1968, uh, and they decided to come to New York. And I was a young man, and uh, I was a young boy. And so uh, I've been in New York since then. Uh, and that's why I'm so grateful to be here to represent uh, our communities on many more levels than I think most people can imagine um, after coming through all what we've been through in our lifetime and to be the chairman of this most prestigious and elegant parade. It's an honor of a lifetime for me. I think some of our uh, listeners would like to know more about you. Uh, and because uh, you, I mean, you're such a dynamic force with the African-American Day Parade. But uh, you're an award-winning board-certified chaplain. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, a matter of fact, I'm the uh, first uh, board-certified Muslim chaplain in any national association in America and the world. Uh, that was back in um, 19, uh, 1996 mm-hmm. when I became board certified after four or five years of training and education in um, people of many different faith traditions and those of no faith tradition. And right now I'm a specialist um, in people of all those different faith traditions plus uh, I'm a pediatric palliative care patient at uh, some of the most prestigious hospitals in the city of New York. And, um, and I'm honored to always serve families and especially those who are in the midst of death and dying. Uh, we have to try to keep their spirits to a point where they can cope with what's already happening in their lives and how we can help them make a good transition. Um, to the next life. And, and that is important to me because I didn't learn this in books. And see, this is, this is the issue that I think people doesn't understand about what we do um, providing spiritual care um, 
for the at least it was the weakest of us and and that is I learned that from my grandmothers and um, my mother and my aunts and uncles they taught us how to be compassionate and kind and generous and give of ourselves to those to help them find what is within themselves that will give them strength courage and the faith to go forward no matter what happens in life so uh, yeah, this is a part of my, my life, and um, I've, you know, been honored to serve people of all races. I don't look at religion. I doesn't look at um, skin color, uh, nationality. It doesn't bother me when I'm talking about people. I talk to the spirit, and that's why I think I'm very important about the African American Day Parade. We have to keep the spirit of our people into a higher level so we can overcome anything that comes our way. We are an experience and a strength. We have experienced everything that any human being can experience in lifetime. And you can go back back in the Bible days and the Hebrew boys, and you go back to the Exodus, and you can go all the way back to what's going on, you know, in the Holocaust. No one experience has been more difficult than the African-American experience from slavery. And it's important for us to understand that, but we do still have the strength to overcome anything that comes our way, from Africa to the Caribbean to America. And we should continue to keep that legacy alive by showcasing the absolute best of our community, as well as commemorate our ancestors for what they have provided for all of us not just the African-American community, but America and the world in general. Well, thank you very much. We're going to leave it right there because we're going to take a break, a short break, and we'll be right back. And uh, Brother Youssef, we'll have you introduce one of our board members uh, who's sitting here with us. Uh, when we return, you can tell us about uh, Ms. Kamaria Buchanan. We'll be right back on What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Harlem, Harlem, America. Harlem is my tech. Where Chase is advancing Black Pathways. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Harlem America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. 
To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with uh, Brother Youssef Hassan and his board member, uh, Ms. Kamaria Buchanan. And uh, Youssef, please introduce her to our audience. It's, it's, it's easy. Kamaria is one of the backbones of our board. She has really been one of those persons that I can go to, and I know she will get the job done. And it doesn't take long. Uh, she and a couple more board members, uh, Jasmine Robinson and uh, Alima Shamsuddin, they make things happen with this African American Day Parade. And I'm honored to have her on the board. And I'm thankful to Almighty God that we have young men and women that are willing to step up to the plate and volunteer their time to make this parade successful each year. So Kamaria is without a doubt my right hand and sometimes my left hand. <laughs> she and the other ones are the top and I thank you Kamaria. So let me introduce you Kamaria Buchanan, a board member who's our tech crew. She knows everything about what we need to get done. So Kamaria, thank you. So Kamaria, that's a wonderful uh, uh, introduction. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you came to be a member of the board. Um, so I heard of the African American Day Parade through a friend. Um, I was on Facebook one day and I saw a flyer for um, a volunteer call in 2017. So I just looked at the information on the flyer and then I just came to the meeting. So from there, you know, I, I just stuck with it. And at first I was just, you know, a regular volunteer. Then I moved to social media manager. And now I moved to um, the official board. So I handle a lot of different things. Social media manager. Wow. Okay. So then uh, you would have been very uh, helpful uh, today when I tried to go to uh, Facebook and was getting the, the feedback. So, uh, so, so, so tell us uh, something about the African-American Day Parade. This is the 52nd year. Tell us it's going to be virtual this year on uh, not only uh, on uh, Pix11.com, which uh, there, there was a, a wonderful interview and, and segment done on it th this morning. And at four o'clock later on the day, there'll be another uh, a segment. But also going to stream on uh, harlemamerica.com. So tell us what we can expect from this wonderful event. Yes. So the 52nd annual African-American Day Parade will be streaming on, as you already mentioned, pix11.com, harlemamerica.com, Scratch Vision as well, and then also our website. So we just, we're just giving people many options so that way it's easier to access um, and there's a lot of a lot of cool things that you can look forward to in this parade. Um, we pull from our on the ground structure to create this virtual parade. So it's going to be very familiar in the structure. Um, traditionally, we always start the parade with the HBCU band. 
And that's no different with the virtual parade. We have the HBCU band and we have quite a few HBCU performances. Um, also, you're still gonna see the grand marshals, the marshals, um, the community service award recipients. Um, and we just have a lot of amazing performances that, that are coming together to make this a great show. Well, for those people who've been living under a rock, uh, tell them why this year it had to be virtual. Yes. So this year we decided to go virtual just to be extra safe with the community and with, you know, the different parts of the team. Um, you know, COVID has hit us really hard in many different ways. And we just wanted to make sure we're taking every precaution possible to make sure to not, you know, um, increase the problem. Um, and we just wanted to make sure that everyone who was working on the parade felt safe as well. And you promised that when this pandemic is over next year on the uh, third Sunday of September on 7th Avenue, <laughs> the African, the 53rd annual African-American Day Parade will march up and down the street. Yes, yes, we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, we definitely want to be on the ground again, and that's pretty much the consensus around the community. Um, definitely a big, this parade is a big part of Harlem culture, and we just need to be on the streets just to motivate, like um, Yusuf said earlier, motivate the spirit of the people. Um, and definitely, you know, that leads me to definitely getting involved. Um, the more people, the merrier we can have so that way we can make sure we're following COVID-19 regulations and things of that nature. Thank you, Yusuf. Tell us about uh, some of the, uh, I know that if you go to the um, AfricanAmericanDayParade.org, is it .org? Okay, .org website, you'll see some historical photos, some historical photo documents of, of some of the parade's past. Give us some um, anecdotes or some interesting facts about some of the, the history of the African-American Day Parade. Uh, yeah, um, you know, this parade really began in 1969. Um, and it was, the, the theme was America's gift, Africa's gift to America. Africa's gift to America. And our Grand Marshals was the Honorable Adam Clayton Powell Jr. and the Honorable Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm. Mm. And, and that was a powerful parade uh, as it began. And we've had some great, great Grand Marshals since then, uh, including Denzel Washington, Spike Lee, um, Muhammad Ali, um, Ozzie Davis, Ruby D, uh, you name it. We've had some great grand marshals that have always showed up and showed out at the African-American Day Parade. And the last year we had the great Melvin Moore who was out and performed for us at mm -hmm. the reviewing stand. She's so wonderful. We had a lot going on. And, and I think this is the idea of us now bringing this full circle. At one point, the parade had gotten to a, a level that it was showcasing too many uh, Budweiser's floats that wanted to participate, and, and there was too many alcohol from Johnny Walker Red and Johnny Walker Black. They all wanted to have a float in the parade. And we've decided 
back in the in early late eighties and early nineties that we was gonna eliminate those floats from our community because it was detrimental to the health and security and safety of our peoples. And so we decided to drop them out and people thought the parade was gonna vanish because they didn't have all these supporters, um, you know, coming out and, and being a part of the parade. But with the grace of God and some good team members and board members, we brought it back up to the level and we've changed the whole dynamics of the parade uh, since then. And that's what I think people need to think about and see what we've done. And old people think we should take it down on Fifth Avenue um, and, and, and showcase it there. And I'm saying, why would we take it on Fifth Avenue when Harlem is our home? Right. <laughs> this is our country. This is the black capital of the world. Harlem, New York. Everyone wants to come to Harlem. And if this parade is taken out of Harlem, then what happens then? We lose Harlem to a certain extent because mm-hmm. people know that every third Sunday in September, you definitely can come to Harlem and enjoy a magnificent parade of people from all over the country and around the world. Over 200 organizations, bands, groups, celebrities, they all participate in the African American Day Parade and our politicians as well. So this is important for people to understand what happened and how we're coming back to this level, where we are now. And that's why I'm honored to begin the next few years, hopefully have it live on a television station once again. Uh, because I think that helps the morale and lift the spirits of our people who are not able to come out and participate. For sure. And uh, over, over the years, I have collected uh, video footage of the massive crowds of people that have come out all, you know, orderly and, and, and with the families and, 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 and cheering on the, the, the bands and the floats and the cars and the, the marshals. And, and uh, it, it's just a great uh, event to, to really uh, physically be able to attend. And so we're looking forward to that again for the 53rd annual African-American Day Parade. So now. Uh, let me add, let me add this, uh, uh, Keith. Sure. Uh, is that, you know, we have some great people that have been supporting this parade for years. You know, our unions, you know, TWU, you know, Local 79. We've had the teachers union. We have so many great people that have never wavered through all of that process and including WBLS. Uh, it began with Hal Jackson. Mm, yes. And David Jackson used to broadcast live from the review and stand on 125th Street and Adam Clayton Power. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I think we, we continue that process right now with our good board member and active part of our parade, Dr. Bob Lee. Mm-hmm. He's always with us, out there with his team, and so I think people need to understand this, this has been a difficult time trying to bring a, a parade back where we have some great people that have never left the parade, that stayed with us and stuck with us through all of this difficult time to bring it back. And I'm just honored to serve with those great leaders and people who have been a part of this. And I'm glad to be here with you today. Um, you know, you're a legend in the community, and I'm glad you're getting involved with us and making sure this parade is broadcast to a certain level, and I appreciate it. 
My pleasure. My pleasure. So while we're on support, tell us about the uh, financial support. Uh, how has that struggle been for you? Well, let me just say, um, we've always had difficulty with our community supporting parade. And the parade, one of the, the main focus of the parade is to never charge our bands and our organization to participate. It's free. It's been free. And it's all volunteerism. So, so, you, don't, so, so you don't charge the organizations to be a part of the parade. Exactly. Uh, is that what other parades do? I don't know. Other parades probably charge, and I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't charge our people because this is their parade. Um, we ask them to donate, um, and, you know, people have to buy, you know, we have overhead. But we've always began this parade years ago without charging our community because we know how difficult it is for this mother and these groups and organizations to have these little girls training all year long and they have nowhere to really go and showcase who they are. You know, they have no stage to stand on except this big stage 120 on Adam Clayton Power Junior Boulevard. So those little steppers and little girls and boys who are trying to stay out of trouble, this is hard and it touches my heart to see them and they, I know they doesn't have the money to pay to be in a parade like this. This is their parade. Same thing we do for our bands that come from around the country. We doesn't charge HBCU bands to come into the parade, but we doesn't pay them to come in either way because it's their parade. And the, the point is we're asking people who have the means who support us. The great, the great mayor, David Dinkins, said one time in an interview we had with him, he said that we should make sure we support this parade monetarily. He said this now because we want it to last forever in Harlem. Same thing with Arthur Mitchell, the great Arthur Mitchell. Before he passed away, we had an interview with him. He said this man is trying to raise money for this parade every year. He said we'll go out We'll get us something to drink. We'll buy an outfit, but we don't give anything to the arts. He said, but if you have to have an arts in your life, you live in a desert. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for us as a people to know that this is for us. This, we can't, everyone have their legacy. Everyone have their uh, community events. Everyone have their showcase of their heritage. We have it with African-American people. The largest African-American parade in the country. And, it, and and I think it's important for people to donate whatever they can. $5, $10. Go to our website and you'll see the donate. And we'll be grateful and you can never worry about us charging people to be a part of it. That's important to me. Very important. So to put on a parade like this, it must be a huge budget because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there, there's so many aspects to, uh, to, to this parade. Uh, and I don't know if I should, you know, probe you to find out what, what, it would, what would be a happy, happy sum to have in the budget in order to, to, to make the parade exactly uh, as you envisioned it. Yes, um, our is $130,000 a year. That's what it costs to run a big parade of this level. And sometimes we have to squeeze one way or the next way. And with the last two years, we haven't been able to receive any money that's coming in for a few. Some of our march, some of our um, 
uh, uh, supporters have been donating a few thousand dollars here and there, but most of our money would come from people that were ordering floats, you know, and that was made us to be able to do that and get journal ads. That was made us to take care of those, uh, some of those funding. But really, to make this parade on television every year, we need to have a budget of $130,000 a year. And that will cover all of our costs, all of our overhead, a place to have a home, and all of the other things that's needed to run an organization at this level. And I'm appealing to our community who has the means. Uh, and, and, you know, we've, raised, we've helped a lot of people in our lifetime. We bought a lot of records, mm-hmm. <laughs> watch a lot of television shows. We listen to a lot of our uh, uh, celebrities and people and, and, and other community leaders and businessmen. We support them. But what is it? does it take to give back? If you get five of them together, you give $10,000, $20,000 each year, you are a tax exempt 503C organization. And that's what they think, I think they need to understand, that um, this is what it takes to run a program. Most of the time, we're in our pockets to keep things going. Wow. <laughs> it's, been, it's not easy sometimes, but, you know, uh, Abe Snyder used to tell me all the time, when, he was, when we was working back, he said, you know, if my wife ever knew, <laughs> this between us, you know, if my <laughs> wife ever knew that I was going into my social security to pay for some stuff in this place, she'd take me out back and shoot me. He <laughs> <laughs> would make me laugh every time he would say that. And he's right. He's right. I mean, it takes a lot. I can still go in our pockets sometimes because we have to make these overheads. And I think the community needs to be much aware of that. This is your prey. And you need to step up to the plate and help us make it successful. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. And uh, I'm going to have Kamaria tell us about some of the uh, honorees and the and uh, that we're going to uh, uh, honor. Parade. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to HarlemAmerica.com to read a wonderful article about the African American Day Parade. And uh, Check around some of the other articles that we have there just for you because, you know, hey, you know, uh, we love Harlem and uh, we know you do as well. So go to HarlemAmerica.com and we'll be right back with Miss Kamaria Buchanan to talk about some of the honorees. I'm G. Keith Alexander. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem, America. Harlem, America, the home of Coca-Cola Zero. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out, check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America.
You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, and as a public service announcement, before we get back to Brother Youssef Hassan and to Kamari of Buchanan, uh, I just want to let you know that uh, there's a heart-to-heart concert VIP for Victorious in Praise. The Labor of Love Association, once again, will host the heart-to-heart concert streaming live into your home on Saturday, September 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's Heart to Heart Concert, and that's Labor of Love Association. Of course, I will be the announcer for the event. So now back to this major event happening on Sunday. So Kamaria, uh, let's find out now a little bit about our honorees. Tell us who they are and what they do. Okay, so we have um, several honorees this year. Um, Just to let you know, we have different level of um, honorary titles. So the highest one is Grand Marshal. Then after that is Marshal. Then we have the the Teresa Freeman Community Service Award. And then also our honorary guests. So for the highest title this year, we have four Grand Marshals. And that's Dr. Tony Allen, Dr. Tariqa Barrett. James Holden Jr. and Annette Gordon-Reed. And these are, you know, African-Americans who have excelled in the field of education in various different ways. Um, Some are HBCU professionals. Um, One is a Pulitzer Prize winner and another one is the CEO and teaching STEM education to women. So that's that's really big and important. Um, Also for Marshalls, we have George Caldoun, we have Camille Davis, and also Penny Parther. Um, and for the Teresa Freeman Community Service Awardees, we have Shamik Robinson and Jennifer Wilson. And yes, all of our honorees are, you know, excellent African Americans in the field of education. So, okay, so then our honoree, Dr. Tony Allen, he's president of Delaware State University. Yes, yes. Okay, and Dr. Tarika Barrett, she's CEO of Girls Who Code. Yes. Annette Gordon-Reed, she's Pulitzer Prize winner and renowned historian. Professor James Holden, Jr., director of bands at Virginia State University. And you mentioned uh, George Calden as one of the marshals. He's co-founder of Harlem Children's Zone and founder of Institute for Urban Leadership. Yes. And then you have Dr. Camille Davis, National Director of the Urban Word, uh, I'm sorry, National Director of the Urban Word Nation Youth Poet Laureate Program. Yes. And you have Penny Parther, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, Parther. Yes. educator and then the awardees you have Shamik Robinson MSED president association of black educators of New York and is there someone I may have left out 
And then Jennifer Wilson, she's the founder of Sisters Uptown Bookstore. And, and that's, I believe, the only Black-owned bookstore in Manhattan right now. Yes. All right. So um, how long is the parade this year? So expect the parade to be roughly two hours. Um, there's going to be you know, so many different things going on. And also one of the cool features in our parade is you get to see who won our scholarships. So you'll get to meet, um, well, virtually meet the awardees for the scholarships and also the different teachers that won free school supplies for their classrooms. Oh, you have teachers who won school supplies for their classrooms. Yes. Oh, okay, wonderful. I'm, I'm sure that if you guys had the budget that you needed, the 130000 you said, that you'd be awarding more uh, items and, and, and things to teachers and to those who are in need. Uh, so that's another reason, ladies and gentlemen, why you need to support the African-American Day Parade, because it contributes back to the community. Uh, and as Brother Youssef Hassan said, that, you know, they, they love the community. And that's what this is all about. Uh, is there anything else that we should talk about that we have not mentioned thus far? Um, well, the parade, it essentially has five, you know, main things that we focus on and we alternate around these five themes um, every, every year. So the, the main five themes are health, business, education, culture, and government and politics. So those are the themes that you'll see us work around. So this year is education, um, next year will be health, and then we'll continue in that cycle um, because we just feel that these five areas are just really important to strengthen the, com the community. Brother, Yusuf, where'd you get this young lady from? She is, <laughs> she is dynamic. <laughs> listen, listen, One, uh, listen, people that do good, good come to us. And that's why it's important for us to always support what is good. So we've been steadfast in our work with this parade, and we're sincere in bringing this to the community. And I believe that God and ancestors have their hand in what we do by sending us the right people at the right times, that we can make this continue to move forward. We lose some good ones, we pick up someone better. And I think the young team that we have now, because I know we need to begin to turn over to our younger generation, so they can take it in the next 50 years. And I'm very much aware of that, but I wanna make sure they are financially stable in this parade. And that's why I continue to harp on people to donate. We're not just beggars. Um, we do this because we love our people and we love our community. And we wanna make sure this happens without any strain on us because it takes a lot out of us to make something like this happen. And next year when we hit back on the ground, there's going to be a lot going on out in the street and in the community of Harlem. But people doesn't know in the background how difficult it is to make these things happen when you doesn't have enough funding for the partisans and you doesn't have enough funding to make sure we have something going on at the review and stand with, with your entertainment while we pray begin to step off. It takes a lot. We need to have tents for our senior citizens. That's important because we have a special place in the parade for our seniors. 
you know, those who are in wheelchairs can't get around. We have a big tent at the reviewing stand that we have them to sit under. And we try to provide them with some food so they can have something to eat while they're waiting for the parade and for the entertainment. And then we have a special place for our youth, the children, the young children. We want to make sure that they'll have something as they come out to the parade. And that's why it's important for us to connect the HBCU bands with our Harlem uh, schools, the Harlem Children's Zone, and the, uh, the academy on 135th. So we want to make sure that those students can see that we have quality educators in some of our HBCU colleges and universities that they should consider attending. And that way they'll get the same quality education what they think other people get from other great colleges and universities. You can get that from within that would also include your history and who you are. And so we try to connect the high schools with the HUBC bands where we have some food for them as well so they can go by the high school and sit down, have something to eat before they get back on the road. Those are things that we do. And I think it's important for us to support that on some level and we will appreciate it. Well, you know, I support the HBCUs through the United Negro College Fund. For years, I've been uh, uh, working with the UNCF to uh, raise money uh, for the HBCUs. I'm the announcer at their galas uh, for the last eight or nine years. Uh, I've uh, uh, volunteered uh, to be the host that uh, when we used to have the celebrity golf tournaments and celebrity tennis tournaments. I was the host for that. And so uh, I, I'm quite familiar. Every year I've got to name the presidents uh, uh, of the HBCUs for the annual gala as they, you know, we, we play the the music and and then I, I announce the, the names of the HBCU presidents and the universities and colleges. So I'd like for you to tell me if you can recall off the top of your head, some of the HBCUs over the past years that have been involved with the African-American Day Parade? Camaria. Yes, um, we had quite a few um, HBCUs involved with the parade. Um, more traditionally, from the first HBCU to open, the very first parade was Grambling State University in 1969. And then we had Morgan State. Um, Cheney University, Lincoln University, um, Clark Atlanta, Howard University, um, I believe there's Virginia State University, and you'll see them in this year's parade, Delaware State University as well. Um, there's, there's a plethora. <laughs> but um, as Yusuf said, you know, the main, the main purpose is just so that kids can see, you know, students of color, um, and I think that representation representation is very important because it really helps them to see themselves, you know, in a greater light, you know, it helps them feel that college is for them. Um, and as this year's theme is education, you know, celebrating HBCUs is very important because it's a very integral part of our culture. And if we, and if we remember um, back in the day, we had the football classics at the um, first of the Yankee stadium when the, the, the colleges would come in from the HBCU uh, University and play a football classic, and the winner of the game would come and lead the parade. <laughs> so that's been going on for years. And so that was a great time um, to see those big bands come in from 
all these great universities and stepping high and marching high and people just, it just thrills the community when they come out and we want to bring that back uh, to Harlem. Uh, sure. We have four or five bands from um, HBCU colleges and universities. If we can get 20 out of town, that'll be great too. But we never <laughs> want to neglect, we never want to neglect our young people in high schools and in the community who have the opportunity to also showcase themselves out at the parade. We want to make sure they all weave in together. So if you come, matter of fact, we have over uh, 14 bands come in from Maryland every year. You know, really? just line up and come out and be a part of the parade. You know, and they haven't missed it. over 25 years. They've always showed up, and they wants to be last so they can really <laughs> bring up the But um, I love it when the children come out and the bands come out and the community come out. It just makes me happy to know that what we've done is um, is very great for our community. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. We're you know we're getting ready to uh, wrap it up, and uh, this has truly been a wonderful, wonderful experience for me because for so many years I've seen the parade, I've been at the parade, I've 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 been excited, uh, and to be able to uh, support you guys uh, this day, I'm I'm very happy about that. So I want to thank you both for uh, coming and once again today at 4 p.m on wpix tv channel 11 there'll be another segment on the african-american day parade and go to the website africanamericandayparade.org and you can go to harlemamerica.com on sunday september 19th to stream the uh african-american day parade so thank you very much uh, uh Kamari, Ka, Kamari, see, I, I knew I was. Kamaria, it's okay. Kamaria, I'm sorry. I, I was practicing earlier. Okay, Kamaria Buchanan and Brother Youssef Hassan, thank you very much for joining What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And uh, we look forward to uh, being a part of the, the, the festivities on Sunday. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know that we're debuting a brand new show on harlemamerica.com. It's called The Foxworth Theory, and it debuts September 22nd at 2 p.m., hosted by Miss Eugenia Foxworth. So we're excited about that. And uh, join us, be a part of Harlem America, and we love you very much. And I just want to say have a great day and a better one tomorrow. And don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you walk a mile in his or her shoes. And uh, remember, life is tough, but you're tougher. I'm G. Keith Alexander. Thank you so much. I'll see you next Friday. With uh, next Friday, we're going to have Mr. Michael Pugh from Carver Bank, the president and CEO of Carver Bank. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.